What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. I want to preface this, this today's message and this series, really, uh, by saying that we need to be very prayerful in this season because we have to be discerning, right? Because we are discussing, uh, we are discussing the demonic kingdom that rises against the church of God. We are discussing, we're getting into real, some real deep spiritual topics. Can I tell you, you have come into a series where this will not be your grandmother's Sunday school. All right. In other words, you're not going to hear the same old message and just a very surface level message because I believe it's time for us to get deeper in the word and I believe you can handle it. Can you handle it? Okay. So I will be discussing some things that are very profound in the scripture. Don't let it go over your head. Make sure to catch the word as it's coming to you. Uh, uh, so I, I want you to prepare yourself, but in the season, we have to be very prayerful because we have to be discerning between what is, what is uh, of Satan and demons and what is lack of wisdom. Okay, I'm going to help you all. Don't worry. I'm going to be doing some teaching. We have to make sure that we're discerning between this is a demon or this is just me and my stupidity. <laughs> See, I can pray for your healing until I'm blue to the face. But if you do not take care of your body, that's called lack of wisdom. That's not demons. Are you here? Okay. Uh, if you are receiving, as we're praying for God to do uh, miracles in your finances and to work on your behalf and to deliver you and to break the back of poverty, but then you go and just buying every little thing that you see and then talk about Jesus deliver me from this demon of poverty, that's not demons, that's lack of wisdom. Right? So what I want to be clear of is that as I, as I lean into the series, that by no means am I saying that we don't believe in doctors, okay? I believe in doctors. By no means am I saying that we don't believe in psychologists and therapists. I'm going to deliver some of you just in that word, counseling. Praise the Lord. That's the revelation. <laughs> counseling. Some of you, some of you, I'm fighting this demon in my marriage. Have you spoken to somebody? That's just wisdom. That can help you and not Tyrone and Pookie and them who all they've known is divorce and they're giving you advice. That's lack of wisdom. So we have to be very discerning in this season between knowing this is a demon and this is just lack of wisdom. However, what I want to be, again, very discerning of is, is oftentimes we can go on one extreme or the other. We can lean too much on treatment of man. We can lean too much on medicine that we don't allow the Holy Spirit to work. We can lean too much on opinions and counsel of man that we don't rely on the Word of God. So what I want you to be is discerning, is to be a wise people. Because even your pastor, I believe in counseling. Uh, I have received many, the, in fact the book of Proverbs say where there is a multitude of counsel. 
that plans and his purpose prospers. And so, and so I want us to be mindful because as we, as we speak about uh, uh, these entities and the demonic powers of Satan and, and we start discussing these things, I want us to be very discerning. But here it is, while you are, and I want to declare this word for whoever needs it and who will catch it, I believe that the doctors can treat you, but I believe that ultimately Jesus wants to give you complete and total healing. I don't know who that's for. So while we work with the wisdom that God gives doctors, therapists, etc., we don't cling to them as if they are our gods. We take the treatment that we need for a season, but we say, in Jesus' name, God, I'm going to use wisdom. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to do everything that they've ordered. But in Jesus' name, I believe that I will totally be free from this, whatever this is for you. So I want us to be very discerning in this season. I want us to go now to our scripture. We're in Ephesians chapter 6. Look it up if you have your Bible. Uh, look it up there. It is on the screen, but I want you to follow along because we're going to be reading this week after week. I want you to get this down in your spirit. And so, and so in Ephesians chapter 6, this is literally the last chapter of the book of Ephesians. This is the Apostle Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and he's speaking to the church at Ephesus. And this powerful, amazing book, the book of Ephesus, a letter he wrote to them, he, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote to them. And he told them this very powerful, profound truth that was true then and it's true now and it is for our church in this season it says finally hope center be strong in what in the lord not in your own strength you can't fight this battle and you can't declare war within your own strength it says be strong in the lord and in his mighty power not in your power because your power will fade away his power will never fade away it will never run dry and it will never diminish Put on the full armor of God so that you can take up your stand against the devil's schemes. We talked about the schemes last week. We talked about division. We talked about discouragement. We talked about deception. We talked about these different ways that the enemy plots and schemes against our lives. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, here it is, it's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Look at the person beside you. Tell them, stand your ground. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. With your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What you surrender, get ready to catch it, what you surrender your will to will ultimately influence, guide you, and control you. What you surrender your will, W-I-L-L, your will will ultimately influence, guide, or control you. The human will is so powerful. You can see on video, you can hear testimonies, you can have conversations about people and their will. There, there's, a, there's a very famous old saying that says, where there is a will, there is a? Because the will of a person is so important and it is so powerful and what we surrender our will to 
will ultimately influence, guide, and control us. You can see the discoveries of man, inventions, physical feats, accomplishments. You can hear, read, and, and, and have conversations about what a person can do when their will is surrendered to a certain thing because it's, it's so powerful. In fact, it was given by God. I want to let you know that your will, and get ready, I'm, getting, I'm getting ready to teach here. The will is, is, is a part. I'm coming down now. Here we go. Praise the Lord. I'm coming down. Yeah. Oh. That's how it feels down here. Okay. It was created by God, and he created you to be a triune being. So you live while you live in a physical body. You have a spirit, and you have a soul. I need you to catch this, because if you don't get this, this, this entire lesson will just go over your head. You need to understand that you have within this shell, this, 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 this that fades away and deteriorates, this body. Within it, you house your spirit. God gave you a spirit in the beginning. God said, let us make man according to our image and likeness. And the Bible declares that with his own hand, he formed man from the dust of the earth. And then the Bible says that he blew the breath of life. He gave man through that, the pneuma, the ruach, that's spirit. So he gave man, he formed the body, then he breathed life. And that was the spirit that entered man. And then from there, the Bible declares, and then man became a living being. Being, the soul aspect. And so our bodies is, is earthly conscious. This is what gets hungry. This is what needs sleep. This is what desires pleasure. The flesh, another, your, your, your body will always fight and resist your spirit and your soul. Because your spirit will want to seek God. Your spirit will want to get in the word. Your spirit will want to pray, but your flesh will tell you, go watch Netflix. Your spirit will say, you know what? You need to fast. You need to abstain. You need to break away from certain people in certain environments. But you, you, my mind is telling me no. <laughs> I'm not going to continue that because these are under a whole lot of fire. For some, all, the, all the young people don't know what that reference was about. Don't worry about it and don't Google those lyrics. <laughs> See, there's a constant battle between the spirit and the flesh see and, and, and he also gave us a soul now the soul is the mind will and intellect of a person so when we talk about a will it falls within under the realm of the soul very important very important why because when you come to Jesus what happens is he regenerates your spirit that's why the Bible declares in John chapter 4 that God is seeking for those who will worship in what spirit and in truth because your spirit where it used to it used to be it used to belong to the world it used to belong to the enemy when you come to Jesus now your spirit is regenerated and so the desire of the spirit once is regenerated by Jesus in other words when you come to Christ you are automatically justified you are automatically adopted into the kingdom and the family of God the Bible declares in Romans chapter 5 therefore you are justified by justified by faith in Jesus not by works so that man could boast but it is through faith in Jesus alone. Here it is. So our spirit is regenerated, but here is the battle that we face with. Our souls, mind, will, intellect, and emotion, and our body needs to catch up with what the spirit is doing. So the battle is oftentimes our soul, our mind, will, intellect, and emotion, oftentimes dictate our lives instead of the spirit. So the goal of God is for his spirit that is now indwelling into your spirit for that to dictate your life for that to be the thing that guides you that influences so now you don't live based on your emotions 
but now you live based on what the Word of God tells you. Now you're not led by, by, your, by your heart. I would just want to follow my heart. <laughs> when the Bible declares that deceitful and wicked is the heart, and you here talking about, I just want to follow my heart. How many made mistakes following their heart? <laughs> Says, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's better for you to not follow your heart, but follow the Holy Spirit. It's better instead of following opinions of what people say about you, the gossip they're talking about you, the report of the doctor. It's better for you to say, what does God say concerning this situation? What does he say about my identity? What does he say about the season that I am in life? Because the spirit should be the one that should dictate. That's why the Bible, that's, I found out, this is so good. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, do not be drunk by wine because when you're drunk by wine, it leads to debauchery. You start acting a fool. You start saying things that you regret. You get a big old headache that you end up saying, why in the, you end up buying bottles that you ain't got no money or no business buying. <laughs> Talk about VIPs lit. <laughs> yeah, look at your credit card the next day talking about it's lit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's why the Bible says, do not be drunk by wine, which leads to debauchery. But then Paul said, it said, instead be filled with the... Because the goal is for the spirit to now guide the mind, will, and intellect of a person. It's very important because at the beginning, I need you to catch this. Are you ready? Is this good, by the way? I need you to catch this. In the beginning, when God created man and earth, he gave him all dominion. Did you know that? He gave him all dominion, all power, all authority. He said, I will make them in my image. I will, he says, I will give him the ability to cultivate, to multiply, and here it is, to subdue and have dominion over the earth. So in this earthly realm, man, when I say man, I'm talking about humankind. Humankind was given power, authority, and dominion. But we already established a foundation. Satan came, deceit, pride entered his heart. He was expelled, and a third of the angels in heaven came along with him because pride entered their heart. They were following him, so they were expelled and extracted from heaven. And so he came wanting to sabotage God's most prized possession, which is you. Because he loves you so much, he made you in his image and likeness. Here comes Satan. That's why he hates us. That's why he fights us. That's why he doesn't want us to prosper. That's why he wants to see us sick. That's why he wants us to live in chains where we don't prosper, live in depression, because he knows as long as you stay in that depression and that anxiety and in that sickness, you will never fulfill the purposes of God. He wants you to stay in that broke up, messed up relationship, because if you realize who you truly were in God, he knew that you will become a lethal weapon in his kingdom. See. He wants you to stay in that toxic environment believing that you're going to be, that your fate is the same as your parents that, that, that never did anything, that never accomplished anything. And no shot to them and no shade to them. They need deliverance too. But what I want you to tell you, the enemies told you, you are going to live the same way. He's told you that's your fate. Why? Because unless you catch a hold of the revelation that, 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 that he values you, he loves you, he has a plan and purpose, then he will keep you down and you will never fulfill that purpose. So, here we are. Man had power. He said, multiply, have dominion over the earth. But here it is. He came and he fought. He used temptation. 
He distorted the word of God, deception. We talked about deception, how the enemy deceives, distracts, discourages, and divides us from the plan and purpose of God. I hope you're taking notes, by the way, because I'm throwing some stuff at you. (laughs) He divides, discourages, deceives, and divides from the plan and the purpose of God. And so he did that with God's first creation, and then sickness, and then sin, and then evil, and then suffering. See, none of that existed before. Here it is. The first humans, that is Adam and Eve, before they surrendered their will to the enemy. Because God gave man a choice. That's why he says, choose you today who you will serve. He says, I've given you life and death. Choose, choose, choose. He's given us will because he, didn't, he wanted us to be free moral agents, not to be robots. And so here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Man, that authority, that power, that dominion that he ultimately had, he surrendered it to the enemy. Sin, evil, suffering, sickness, destruction, hell, and the grave entered the world. Right? Because God gave man dominion, and this is why I need you to look at the person beside you and tell him, get ready to catch it. Get ready to catch him. This is why, because God gave man dominion over the earth, here is why we could not be saved by a spirit. Jesus did not come as a spirit. He came as what? As a man. Born in the flesh. Because he, God, the Bible says that God, he puts his word above his name. Meaning that when he establishes a protocol, when he establishes laws, he doesn't break it for anybody or nothing. He puts his word above his name. And he said, let us give man power and dominion. So he said, because he gave man power and dominion over the earth, he could not save us by coming as a spirit. He had to come through a body because it was man that was given that authority. So when Jesus came, he didn't come as a spirit. He didn't come as an intangible uh, uh, entity, but instead he came within a body, fully God and fully man, the mystery of heaven, so powerful. But what I love and what I want to share with you is that when Jesus came on the earth, this is why it's so powerful. When Jesus came on the earth, the reason is so powerful and profound, the decision that you made, for those that have made a decision is Jesus. The reason why it's so powerful is because before Jesus, our destiny was destruction, hell, and the grave. Sickness, poverty, chains, bondage was our destiny. In fact, we were enslaved. We were shackled. That's what our soul, our mind, will, intellect, and our spirit, what, that's what it belonged to. But when Jesus came on the scene, and then you made a decision, and you said yes to Jesus, the powerful thing that began to take place is that authority that was lost in the Garden of Eden. The power that was once lost through the first Adam. Jesus came, the Bible declares in Romans, that he is the second Adam. And what was lost in the Garden of Eden, Jesus said, I have come to restore. So in other words, Jesus came to the earth. Oh, I love him so much. 
He came to give you back the power, the dominion, and the authority that was lost in the past. Whereas your future was headed to destruction. Your future was the hell. Your future was the grave. Jesus said, now, now I'm kicking out. I'm serving an eviction notice on hell in the grave. I'm serving an eviction notice on that sickness. I'm serving an eviction notice on those chains. I'm serving an eviction notice. You got to get out because now they belong to me. That's a mighty God we serve. Is there anybody that loves him and says, thank you, Jesus, that what was lost now has been restored. The power that I had lost where destruction was my destiny. You made life my destiny. You made heaven my destiny. You made freedom my destiny. You made the purposes of God and the power. My God, I feel like preaching this thing. What was lost he came to restore because it can only come through him in the flesh. <laughs> so when he came on the cross and he became the ultimate sacrifice, it was much more than just historical rhetoric. In fact, I want you to know that even atheists, they can't deny that there was a historical figure named Jesus of Nazareth that was crucified because he was performing miracle signs and wonders. But see, they believe it from a, from a historical perspective. But it was much more than history. It was much more than just a fairy tale or a myth. It was reality that his power was made manifest. He came to his own and his own received him not. But when he came, he came with a mission to restore, to heal, to deliver, to set us free. And he became the ultimate sacrifice. So that blood that was shed on Calvary, it was shed for us to live in freedom and to restore our authority. Hmm. Let me throw some scripture at you because some of y'all, yeah, I need to qualify this. I need to qualify this. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1, I'm just going to read it to you. And he called the 12 together and gave them, here it is, power and authority over demons and to cure diseases. The Bible declares in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, behold, I have given you, here it is, authority. See, it's not just power. <laughs> it's power and authority. You can have power... But if you don't have a license, you can't operate that. You're operating it illegally. <laughs> so it's so powerful that not only did he give you power, the Bible declares in Acts chapter 2, he says, I will give you power when my Holy Spirit comes upon you so that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. Power, dynamite. I will give you power, but not only power, authority to use that. Here's the crazy thing. Y'all got power and authority and believe that your demon got more power than your authority in Jesus. Are you here with me? Can I get an amen something? Let me know if you're still here. See, some of y'all have power and authority and you're not using it. Some of y'all got power and authority and you're letting every little old demon that wants to torment your mind, your body, your will, your emotion affect you and not let you serve the Lord. You let that thought that tells you don't go to church and you there talking about, oh yeah, I must not be meant to go to church today. Am I, am I helping anybody, Pastor Fran? See those thoughts because he cannot ultimately make you do a thing, the enemy I'm referring to. He cannot make you do anything. All he can do is give you lies, ideas, suggestions. So as long as, ah, uh, 
as long as you submit your will to his lies, ideas, and suggestions, you lost the fight. He says here, here it is, Matthew 28. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority. My God, I wish somebody would just grab a hold. If I were you, this is a kind of message that if I, was, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to sit in my seat when I hear that. I would just grab this thing. He says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he said, I give it unto you. He says, I tell you, Matthew 16, verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 15. And I tell you, Peter, that on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail i'm gonna say it again for every demon that's listening to me right now that every power that every weapon all mechanism every plot of the enemy will not prevail against the church of jesus christ i don't care how much you fight i don't care how much you persecute i don't care what you say about us it will not prevail against the church of jesus my god i feel this thing Hallelujah. He says, ah, oh, Matthew, my, I'm feeling this thing now. Matthew chapter 18. Truly I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth, huh, will be bound in heaven. And whatever, whatever thing you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. If two or three were to agree on anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst. Glory. All right, here is, here is where, ah, the time. Here's where the battle comes. You've been given power and authority. Yes, you. You're looking at yourself. You've been looking at yourself by the wrong lens. You're powerful in Christ. You have authority in Christ. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're not looking at anybody. I know you're seeing your cross-eyed self talking about I, I, I didn't have this role before listen you just focusing on the wrong thing when you look at yourself you better be declaring I'm powerful and mighty in God I'm a man of God I'm a woman of God I'm a warrior in the kingdom I'm a soldier in his army yeah here's the problem even though you have power and authority it doesn't mean that the enemy will stop fighting you <laughs> because here it is you can have a law established on the earth. I need you to catch this. You can have a law established on the earth, but it will not stop from criminals from attempting illegal activity. <laughs> so these foul entities, these demons, because they are demons, they are rebellious. Even though God has said about you, Hope Center, they have power, authority, they are blessed, they are healed, they are victorious. He will not stop trying to convince you that you are not. So what is that called, Pastor? It's called the demons do illegal activity. It's called illegal activity. Meaning that they have been given no right and authority to harm you, but they will try to make you feel like you're not valuable. You won't make it. You aren't called to serve. That God won't use you. That your fate is hell, destruction, and the grave. That your destiny is condemnation, shame, and guilt. See, he will not stop fighting you. And that's why the Bible tells us 
in James chapter 4, verse 7. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist, here it is, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's why he tells us to put on Ephesians chapter 6, the full armor of God, because he will not stop trying and attempting to knock us out of our purpose and our identity. Here's the battle when you surrender in the fight. When you surrender in the fight. Okay, I know we're towards the end, but this is, I need everybody to focus here because this is, I need you to get this. So even though we've been given power and authority, he will attempt to fight you, to knock you out of your purpose, to deceive you, discourage and divide you, deter you from the plan of God. And then what begins to happen with the authority we've been given, we open doors in our lives. What when we do when we're vulnerable and we just kind of give up, what we do is we open the doors for the enemy to wreak havoc in our lives. So there are three ways. I want to give you this before we leave. There are three ways that we open doors. In other words, we give legal rights. See, Jesus came to kick out all them demons out your life. And the goal is through the Holy Spirit to resist, to stand firm, to close every door that the enemy could enter in. But when we surrender in the midst of temptation, trial, tribulation, what we end up is making agreements with the enemy through sin. The enemy has access when we sin, be it by omission or commission. Sins of omission are the ones that we don't even realize. Sins of commission are the ones that we know we about to sin. <laughs> Some of y'all, you be plotting. You be setting the stage up. You be sending the text. Y'all not going to keep it real with me. I got an online church that they're going to keep it real right there where you're watching. I know you're going to say, Pastor, you speaking right to me. See, there are sins of omission that we do not know, and there are sins of commission that we know we're about to sin. And whenever we do that, we give access to the enemy to wreak havoc in our lives. So it's very important for you to understand that. What is sin? Sin is when you miss the mark, whether it be by word, thought, or deed. Words, thoughts, or deeds, actions. We give access to the enemy to wreak havoc in our lives. We make agreements with the enemy in that time. Another access point for the enemy is through life circumstances. Oftentimes, the enemy grabs hold of our lives through traumatic life experiences. Even from childhood, many people in bondage because of what occurred to you when you were a child, because of what someone said to you, because of how they treated you, because of that scenario and that situation that absolutely broke you. And in those moments, you are vulnerable. And oftentimes, you place yourself after traumatic life experiences in isolation. And that is a perfect opportunity for the enemy to say, now I'm going to attack. Because so long as you are in community with the people of God and you're not in isolation, the enemy, the enemy cannot surpass the faith, the love, and the unity of the church. That's why it's so important for you to at least connect with one person in the church and not fight your battles alone. Because the enemy can easily have access to your life when you're in isolation. But that's a message for a whole nother day. Life circumstances, life experiences. The third way that we often allow the enemy to have access points to our lives is through inheritance. <clears throat> and the Bible talks about generational curses. That's why when you go to the doctor and, and, and you are, you're feeling something strange, they always say, they always say, what's your family history? Because they say, whatever was it down in here, 
is going to pass down to you. The devil is a liar. I don't receive that report in Jesus' name. That, you know, father, mother was an alcoholic, schizophrenic, had issues, brokenness, divorce, poverty, had all types of chains, indulged in witchcraft and sorcery and all these sorts of and so and so and so we say that's our fate too. The enemy will make you want to believe that. And when you make agreements, well, that's my destiny. Look at how my look at my father is, look at how my uncle is. See, we often when we make those agreements, we give access point to the enemy to do illegal activity in our lives. Can I give you ah, can I give you the symptoms of when you give access points to the enemy? Can I give you the access points? Are you ready for this? Okay, I need you to listen. When we open these doors to the enemy, when we open these doors, here's what begins to happen. Emotionally, again, we're talking about the soul. Emotionally, we will experience resentment, hatred, anger, fear, rejection, and that rejection turns into rebellion. You ever met a rebellious person? They can't, like, they hate authority. Those people have rejection in their heart. So rejection turns into rebellion. Self-pity, jealousy, depression, worry, inferiority, insecurity. Here's what happens when we give access points to the enemy in our minds. Disturbances in the mind, in our thought life. In our, we experience mental torment, procrastination, indecision. A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. If the, if the enemy can just make you indecisive, he knows you're never going to reach your purpose in God. So he want, will want for you to be indecisive, for you to compromise, for you to be confused, for you to doubt, for you to rationalize everything, and to even lose your memory. What happens, oh man, you're not ready for this. Can I tell you? Can I keep going? I really need to know because I'm about to go somewhere. All right, all right, I believe you're ready. We experience, even in our speech, in our words, outbursts, uncontrolled use of the tongue, lying, cursing, blasphemy, criticism, mockery, and gossip when we give access to the enemy. I, yeah, I said, go there, I'm going to go there. We, even in sexuality, unclean thoughts at, and acts regarding sex. Fantasy experiences, addiction to masturbation, lust, perversions, fornication, adultery, and provocativeness when we give access to the enemy. Addictions to alcohol, drugs. You talking about, no, I'm not addicted. I just I enjoy this every day. No, you're addicted, mama. M my brother, if you, if you cannot let go for one day of a substance or thing, you don't have it. It has you. Alcohol, drugs, medications, nicotines, painkillers, opioids, even, hey, I, I know I'm about to hit some people, but if you are addicted to food and caffeine, yes, you need deliverance. Because if you cannot fast, if ultimately you cannot depend fully and totally on the Holy Spirit, that substance has control over you. It's your God. Because you can't live without it. All right. Here it is. Physical infirmities, did you know some sicknesses? Doctors will tell you, I can't detect this sickness because even spiritually, the enemy can attack your body. So they can't detect it because it's spirits of infirmity. Then we talk about religious error. Religious error. See, some of us give access points when we get into false religions. 
even Christian cults. We, get, we allow the enemy to have access to our lives when we enter cults, when we do anything related to witchcraft, spiritism, and false doctrines. These are ways that we give access to the enemy. And if you have given access to the enemy in any of these points, you need deliverance. Can I tell you, your pastor will be the first to admit, I have needed deliverance myself. Because it's God's desire for us to be free. There is no shame in you saying, I need the Lord. There is no shame in saying, I need Jesus to break these chains above my life. I got a whole other section. You need to come next week because I'm going to tell you how to, I'm going to break it down, how to break free. Come next week. Look at the person beside you. Tell them, come next week. Stop faking. Stop playing. Because I'm going to tell you how we're going to break free from it next week. But what I want to end with today is that it is God's desire for you to be free, to not live. See, condemnation doesn't come from God. Condemnation comes from the enemy. Therefore, there is no condemnation condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus the enemy will tell you don't don't go up to when they ask for prayer don't do none of that the, the enemy wants you to stay with your chains wants you to stay in bondage but God loves you so much that he's you know what's happening right now for some of you he's turning on the light Doom! you didn't even know and you were here thinking it's just my mind it's just my emotions it's just it's just how I'm feeling no there's a spirit realm that you need to be aware of but thank God that he's given us victory thank God that he tells the church today you've been given the full armor of God thank God that today he says I've given you power and authority that's why he says stand firm in the Lord he says uh, he says stand firm in who in the Lord your power does not come within your own ability it comes through Jesus your salvation comes through Jesus your deliverance comes through Jesus your your prosperity comes through Jesus your ability to live set free is in Jesus once again much love and appreciation for listening to today's message I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience but let me tell you there's nothing like the live experience it cannot be explained only experience and so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at myhopecenter. I also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content. Make sure to share it with your friends and your family. There's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages so make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the hope huddle podcast so again i hope to see you soon until then peace love and god bless